Hello, strangers. How are you guys doing? Before I get this um, story started, I just want to say a big thank you because I recently gained a lot of listeners and a lot of new followers, especially on my social media account, which you could find at Strange Talk Podcast on Instagram. You can also email me at Strange Talk Podcast at Outlook.com. Uh, just, I just want to thank you. I recently um, changed the logo. I thought I wanted to change it to something different. Um, I wanted to wait till maybe the end of the first season, but I really dug my new logo and I just wanted to unleash it upon the world. Also, I want to announce too that there's going to be a change. It's not really a big change. It's only a minor change, but um, no longer will I... Today's episode is going to be a side story, but... Um, no longer will I call them side stories. I'm going to call them Beyond Strange. Uh, I'm sorry, Beyond the Strange. So that those those will now be considered the side stories. And so today's side Beyond the Strange <laughs> story is going to be about Charlie Chaplin. Now, if you happen to follow me on Instagram, um, you would see that I posted a video of Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin giving one of his greatest speeches he ever gave because uh, believe it or not it's from the great dictator which was the film that that was from that speech was from Um, I I'm not really one that's political I'm not really one that really cares about politics to be completely honest because I feel like I know I should care and I know it's very bad to not really care it's just sometimes it's hard for me to care because I personally feel me, I personally feel like our votes, regardless if it's for the presidential candidates, if it's to pass policies, maybe policies are a little bit more, our votes count more on that, but I honestly feel like it does not matter. I feel like it is an illusion presented upon us, the American people, that gives us the illusion of control, that we have control over certain decisions, but I feel like that's not true. And get your tin hat foil ready. But I just do not feel like we have control over that. It is just merely an illusion of control. And it's really just the corporations that control the final say-so of what gets passed, what goes, because it's just for their own greedy gain. And I feel like that's what it is. But anyways, I digress. So I'm not really one to get political, but I just felt like the speech that Charlie Chaplin gave in the film The Great Dictator really hits home because the the message and the words that he imposed upon the world in his first ever speaking role, because if you don't know who Charlie Chaplin is, he was a very prolific filmmaker and actor uh, during the silent film era. And he is a person who single-handedly changed the film industry. And his speech that he gave just really hits home. Um, I, and I'm going to play it at the end um, of this episode. I'm sorry, of this Beyond the Strange story. I have to get used to that. Um, because it, it's if you if you never heard it, you can find it on YouTube. There's been some people who um, mashed together the song, I mean the theme from the movie Inception by Christopher Nolan, which is a good film as well, by the way. But they mashed the theme of that song from Inception with uh, Charlie Chaplin's speech. And it actually goes together really well. 
it makes the message even more powerful. So if you happen to find that, just all you have to do is go to YouTube and search um, Charlie Chaplin Inception theme. And it's very, very good. It, it just makes it even more powerful with... Um, but nonetheless, you can go after you listen to this Beyond the Strange um, story. Go to YouTube and check that out. But so today's episode. Oh, my God. Today's <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I recently got off of work and I, I start work at five in the morning and I'm like really tired. But I am I'm busting my ass bringing you guys entertainment. At least I hope it's entertainment. So I'm really out of it. Kind of I, I want to knock out to be completely honest with you. But. I want to get this done because you guys are important. You guys make me feel important because you guys make me feel like you guys demand the entertainment. But um, so today is going to be the strange story of Charlie Chaplin and how his corpse after he died was held ransom. And I'm going to go into the details of that. So as always, stay strange. Welcome to Strange Talk. So, Sir Charles Spencer Chaplin was born 16 April 1889. He died December 25, 1977. He was an English comic actor, filmmaker, and composer who rose to fame in the era of silent film. Chaplin became a worldwide icon through his screen persona, The Tramp, and is considered one of the most important figures in the history of the film industry. His career spanned more than 75 years, from childhood in the Victorian era until a year before his death in 1977, and encompassed both adulation and controversy. I'm sorry, I'm going to give that word another go-around. Adulation. <laughs> Chaplin's childhood in London was one of poverty and hardship. As his father was absent and his mother struggled financially, he was sent to a workhouse twice before the age of nine, when he was 14. His mother was committed to a mental asylum. Fuck. Chaplin began performing at an early age, touring music halls and later working as a stage actor and comedian. At 19, he was signed to the prestigious Fred Carnot Company, which took him to America. Chaplin was scouted for the film industry and began appearing in 1914 for Keystone Studios. He soon developed the Tramp persona and formed a large fan base. Chaplin directed his own films from an early stage and continued to hone his craft as he moved to the SNA Mutual and First National Corporations. By 1918, he was one of the best known figures in the world. In 1919, Chaplin co-founded the distribution company United Artists, which gave him complete control over his films. His first feature length was The Kid in 1921, followed by A Woman of Paris in 1923, The Gold Rush in 1925, 
and the circus in 1928. He refused to move to sound films in the 1930s, instead producing City Lights in 1931 and Modern Times in 1936, without dialogue. Chaplin became increasingly political, and his next film, which is by far my favorite of his, The Great Dictator, in 1940. I felt like I I said that really, really fucking weird. The Great Dictator. The Great Dictator. Anyways, let's, let's, let's move on. Satirize Adolf Hitler. The 1940s were a decade marked with controversy for Chaplin, and his popularity declined rapidly. He was accused of communist sympathies. While his involvement in a paternity suit and marriages to much younger women caused scandal, an FBI investigation was opened, and Chaplin was forced to leave the United States and settled in Switzerland. He abandoned the tramp in his later films, which included Monsieur Vergue in 1947 and Limelight. It's funny how I kind of said that okay, but I couldn't get The Great Dictator for some fucking reasons. A King in New York in 1957 and A Countess from Hong Kong in 1967. Chaplin wrote, directed, and produced, edited, and started, and composed the music for most of his films. He was a perfectionist, and his financial independence enabled him to spend years on the development and production of a picture. His films are characterized by slapstick combined with pathos, typified in the tramp struggles against adversity. Many contain social and political themes, as well as autobiographical elements in 1972. As part of a renewed appreciation for his work, Chaplin received an honorary Academy Award for the incalculable effect he has had in making motion pictures the art form of this century. He continues to be held in high regard, with The Gold Rush, City Lights, Modern Times, and The Great Dictator often ranked on industry lists of the greatest films of all time. By October 1977, Chaplin's health had declined to the point that he needed constant care. In the early morning of 25th December 1977, Chaplin died at home after suffering a stroke in his sleep. He was 88 years old. The funeral on December 27th was a small and private Angelican ceremony, according to his wishes. Chaplin was interred in the Cossier Sauvage Cemetery. I apologize if I fucked that up. Among the film industry's tributes, director Rene Claire wrote, He was a monument of the cinema, of all countries and all times, the most beautiful gift the cinema made to us. Actor Bob Hope declared, we were lucky to have lived in his time. After his death, on March 2nd, 1978, Ona Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin's great-granddaughter, had received a call from the local police department and had asked if her great-grandfather's Sir Charlie Chaplin's coffin had been moved from Cossier to Vivec Cemetery. Thus began one of the most unsuccessful body snatchings in history. Just who'd be so brazen enough to steal the coffin of legendary silent film actor Sir Charlie Chaplin, you ask yourself? Ona Chaplin would soon find out. After about two months, after it was discovered that Charlie Chaplin's coffin had been dug up, Ona Chaplin had received a phone call from the would-be body snatchers, demanding that if they'd want to see their dearly beloved grandfather back, they would have to pay them $600,000 in Swiss francs, while also threatening Ona's children if their demands were not met. With the help of local police, Ona had her phone tapped, as well as 200 phone booths in the surrounding area where detectives lied and wait assuming the perpetrators would call again. 
The diligence of the police force paid off, as the two body snatchers were caught. They were Roman Wardas and Gancho Gniev. I'm pretty sure I do not know how to pronounce any of these names. One's Russian, I think, and one's Polish. Uh, so I'm not very... I don't do well with uh, pronouncing them, but I try. They immediately confessed to the crime, and they led the police to a cornfield where they had reburied Chaplin's coffin. Wardas and Gnev were charged with grave robbing and attempted extortion. Wardas was pinned by Gnev as a mastermind and was sentenced to four years in prison, while Gnev got, ser- got to serve an 18-month sentence. Seems kind of light, if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess, maybe, well, because, I mean, technically Charlie Chaplin was dead, but, I mean, it's still kind of fucked up because they desecrated the, not the body, but at least where he lied uh, to rest in peace. Both Wardis and Genev said they were extremely sorry for their actions and wrote letters to the Chaplin family, begging for forgiveness. As for Charlie Chaplin, his coffin was reburied in his original plot, only this time it was encased in concrete to stop any more desperate grave robbers. A film in 2014 called The Price of Fame told the story of the whole ordeal, and it goes to show that even in death, Charlie Chaplin would still be entertaining his fans. Thank you for joining me on this special Beyond the Strange episode (laughs) of Strange Talk. I still gotta get used to that. I don't know, I kind of like it. Let me know if you guys like it, if you enjoy that title, because I'm going to be changing the side stories to Beyond the Strange, because I kind of want to lighten the mood, I guess, a little bit, because I've been mainly doing, uh, like, ghost stories, and, um, well, I did do a 9-11 one, but I'm going to be tackling, after this next episode, because uh, the next episode that's going to be coming, I'm announcing right now, is going to be another edition of disturbing 911 calls you guys reached out to me a lot a lot of my listeners reached out to me a lot and said they really enjoyed those um, and they want some more so i'm finding another batch of 911 calls i've been working on that i just wanted to do this one because i thought it was pretty interesting it was just kind of strange that somebody would want to steal charlie chaplin's you know body and hold it for ransom i mean but then again that's just how famous he was i'm a, I'm a huge fan of charlie chaplin i love his films my favorite one is obviously the great dictator just that speech alone which getting to that speech it's just it's something that everybody should hear it's something that needs to be heard because given our political climate right now it's something that should be should be heard but if you want to go ahead and reach to me reach out to me you can uh, send me a message on instagram at strange talk podcast or you can go ahead and reach me at email at strange talk podcast at outlook.com again thank you for listening to beyond the strange of charlie chaplin and as always stay strange i'm going to be playing the charlie chaplin charlie chaplin (laughs) great dictator speech stay strange everybody i'm sorry but i don't want to be an emperor that's not my business i don't want to rule or conquer anyone i should like to help everyone if possible jew gentile black man white We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls. 
has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people, and so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man. Not one man, nor a group of men. But in all men, in you, you, the people, have the power. The power to create machines. The power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason. A world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite! Yeah.